Lorena Junco Margain, and I'm so excited for this journey. We decided to share my story with the hope that you could connect the dots of your life and truly be on your way. I think that all of us have, you could say one, you know, our life story is a hero's journey in which, you know, we're born. We don't know a whole lot. You know, we become adolescents. We think we know everything. And then, you know, we get married and we think we know everything about what it is. We, we have children. So we are really in that sense cycling in that section of our life story through the whole hero's journey. The word hero is not being used here as a male or a female. We are all the heroes of our story in the sense that we all have a mission. We all have struggles. You know, any any good story, as you know, will have its struggles, will have its ordeals, will have its successes, it will have its triumphs, it will have its dragons, right, and villains. Every story, fact or fiction, has these elements. So I think that we do have cycles of the hero's journey in our life as well as, you know, our whole story is a hero's journey. How does destiny play out with Ahimsa? I lost a healthy organ due to a medical malpractice. So the first thing that came to mind for me was revenge. And I didn't understand where this anger came from. I had never been so angry in my life. So first of all, I dealt with guilt. I thought may, it was my fault. And then, you know, you started teaching me about these principles and I noticed that not only you have to forgive yourself, which there's also a himsa towards oneself, right? I was beating myself up. Even how I spoke about others, I was being very violent. The perfect victim, let's put it that way. So does Ahimsa relate with having the role of being a victim? versus owning your process? Absolutely, beautifully said, because guilt, anger, rage, uh, victimhood, beating yourself up, beating others up, all of that falls into Ahimsa. Because we don't only commit violence towards others, we also do Ahimsa to ourselves. So even though it literally means killing or doing physical harm, Ahimsa, but for most of us, that's not where we are dealing with it. For most of us on a day-to-day -day level, we are dealing with you get thrown into a battlefield. You know, when you're at work, somebody challenges you or somebody hurts you, especially when somebody does it to your child, what comes raging through us. Once you start practicing Ahimsa, you learn if you're going to be a good, what I call a peaceful warrior, if you bring in emotion into that, if you bring in all your feelings and your hurt and your, you know, how I'm guilty or maybe I'm responsible, you're not going to be a very good warrior. In fact, if you look at a good Marine, a good soldier, they're taught to remove emotionality out of the action that we have to take. Then we have the possibility to take a good action that is good for us and good for the other person as well. So sometimes it's just simple, count to 10. Count to 10 before you respond, but you, once you start removing all the guilt, emotions, victimhood from your actions, then you can take clean, pure action, which does not harm others or yourself. It's very important, we say that in Ayurvedic healing, in the medical system that I work with, that if the patient or the, the 
client that you're working with is not willing to be in the driver's seat, right? They're not going to get well. So the first responsibility, as you're saying, is your desire to get well. Then if, when you have a desire to get well, you don't look for the one, one easy formula. You realize that it's a journey. You realize it's a step-by-step -step journey. You're going to have to learn. You're going to be taught. You're going to be, you know, every session you have with your mentor, maybe they'll teach you a little bit. You'll add that to your, to your things, right? But a lot of time people even come in to me and they want the answers to huge life problems. Relationship is a really good example. You've been fighting for 20 years and you want me to give you a formula. No, it's going to take you five years to repair that by learning what applies to your marriage, applies to your culture, your age group, your personal financial medical situation. Schools can be very toxic just from the materials that are there, etc. So that's how we connected was because one of the mom friends said, you know, who really you need to connect with and see if y'all can kind of get a team and see what can we can get done at the school. And so you and I met, wrote out a plan of what we would like to see accomplished and what we thought were the big wins. And we, you know, the group was able to get filtered water fountains, organic foods for the Dirty Dozen. And one of the big concerns was the iPads were kept behind the chairs on. Well, that means your wireless radiation very close pocket, to the correct. body, right, in a little pocket. It was just about bringing awareness. And they said, oh my gosh, of course. So it wasn't acrimonious. It was, hey, how can we work together for the benefit of our children and also the faculty? Because I mean, you think about 24 iPads in a room, the new policy became, it was like a safe tech policy. So you might want to ask your school what kind of safe tech policy they have. What they ended up doing was removing the iPads and they had a holder where all the slots would go and it was kept outside of the classroom. So those three things were huge wins. Thanks for listening to On My Way with Lorraine Hunko Magain. We'd like to invite you to send us your thoughts and any questions from this podcast by emailing Lorena at LorenaHuncoMargain.com. You can also reach out to us directly through our website by clicking the link in the show description of this podcast. <laughs>